When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With a guy by the name of Bo Robert Rude, we have not we've seen each other limited amount of times. We have not podcasted since what I just was looking at it. June thirteenth was our last podcast. It is we're taping this is August 9th. It's this unbelievable. Unacceptable. It's unbelievable. I don't know what to say. It's been the craziest months of both of our lives, yes. and it shouldn't be, but no. it has been. But no more excuses. Nope. It's time to buckle down and get back into the season. I mean. Be honest, like at this point, you're like, so who's our tight end? Eric Alford? <laughs> who's on the... I mean, like... Me, I think I think 2022 feels as far away as 1992 feels right now. <laughs> Scott Frost was our coach That's, last year at this time. That feels a million zillion miles away. Frost, like Frost coaching in Dublin seems like that's as long ago as... Polini coaching in like the big 12 championship. <laughs> Peter McGillan getting drunk. Peter McGillan, that's, that's like a, do you know every once in a while I go back and listen to the end of that pod of just for anybody that never doesn't remember the end of our Northwestern game recap. One of our best. Which was just the greatest thing ever. Uh, but you know, you mentioned it. We've had to kind of get back in the swing of this stuff of immersing ourselves back in the Nebraska football. Uh, I mean, cause starting now you and I are going to get back into our, our, our rhythm yes. of, of, of talking about this stuff. So I text you and I said, one of the topics we got to do is top five most important Huskers. And we've done this before. We've done this. I don't know if we've done it every year since the inception of the pod, but you, did you struggle with why you said this was really hard? Did you feel like you struggled with it because of like the newness of the team or? Yeah, I would. So you, so you sent top five most important players and, I think it's the first time in my life I almost drew a blank. Like, who's important? Like, I, I know the players. Right. They're very new. I just don't know who matters the most, almost. Like, I, I have, I've made my list. I yep. have an idea. But, like, there's, it's not like the defined, the, even the last few years where I was like, you know, it's like Cam Taylor Britt. I know how important he is to the team. Right. Uh, it seems less obvious who's important and who's like a difference maker almost. I've got some ideas, but it, it wasn't as obvious as normal. Well, I think one of the things that when I look at my list, I don't know if anybody is an absolute superstar on it. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. And I think that's what I've struggled with when I was doing it is like you would think when you make a top five most important players on any team – at least three or four of those players are superstars. Yeah. You know? Yep. And it's not really like that for, for, for me and my list. It is important to let, – let's kind of frame it. I mean, important is kind of self-explanatory, but it's important to mention that this isn't necessarily the five best players on the team. There's the You can kind of define important how you want to. You, you can take into consideration – Certainly their talent and their upside, but depth around them, experience at their position group. Um, 
I kind of ended up framing it like this. For Nebraska to have a good year, these are the five most important players. I think that's probably the only way to do it because it's really not it's hard it's hard to frame it any other way yeah. and make it and find guys like i'm just kind of like gosh so like like for me at the, at the end of the year we say any of these five players names and we go ah they kind of had an average year or that boy they kind of had a bad year or weren't studs yeah that likely means nebraska probably had a rough year yep. is my guess but yep. okay we ready to do this let's start at five we'll go to one and then we'll have the honorable mention because I, I, I sometimes want to start with the honorable mention, but that kind of tips your hat on, like, what you got. You're cringing already because you're nervous about I hate my number. I'm not going to lie. I hate my my number five. I don't like it. If we had the same five, we're throwing high fives. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. At number five, I have Teddy Pino ass. Teddy Pino ass. Welcome to the season, everybody. Their first nickname has been thrown. Teddy Pino down. I got Teddy Pino ass down. <laughs> and I really, did you struggle with it at all? Um, Do you want me to tell you why I struggled with it? With Teddy? No, with, he, he he may have made my list. So Oh, so you don't have, okay, so. You, I you don't, don't have, have a problem. Okay, no. but, okay, so at five, I struggled with what to do with him. Because it feels like you've got to have an offensive lineman on this list. Mm-hmm. I think his upside of all the linemen are, is the highest. But, I mean, 2021, five games, then season-ending injury. 2022, the Georgia Southern game comes, which was, what, the third game of the year, season-ending injury. He's already banged up in camp. Rule has said it's nothing major. He should be ready for the first game. So his injury history concerns me. But I think we'd all agree that of all the linemen, like if everybody stays healthy and maximizes – He's like a, he's like an all conference type of guy. Yeah. yeah. I so I had him at number five. Yeah, and so I I, I would say that's a, that's a fair um, person to add to the list just because he the the O line has seemingly been our weak spot. Yep. The last couple of years, especially last year, and I just remember when he came in as a freshman and we started playing much better on the offensive line when he joined, like he moves Cochran over, gets him out of the left tackle and puts him in a guard or right tackle, um, which makes us just a stronger unit. So I think if he can be out there, the line is so much more stable. Yes. That we're a different team. Almost. I felt like we were a different team with, with him than without him. So I think it's very fair to have him on like the most important. So who was five for you? I had oh this is where I'm I was struggling. I put Quentin Newsome. Oh, that's a good he 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 was the if there was like just missed the cut, Newsom would have been sixth for me. Okay. So and, don't think you're and way that's off. That's where he just made the cut. <laughs> <laughs> just missed the cut, just yeah. made the yeah, cut. Yeah, he he just made it. Um, and I really was racking my brain this last one. I, it's, I don't even know if it's a great answer other than the way you framed it is who like needs to do well for like, he's our veteran in the secondary, right. um, miles farmers out, mm-hmm. um, Buford's out still. And I was thinking about putting in Hartzog. I didn't put Hartzog on my list. He'd probably make one of the, like, you know, seven, eight, nine. For sure. Like, He'd be in my top 10 to 12. Yeah, I, w- I would say that, like, uh, those DBs, man, they're going to get a lot of action this year, and this is our veteran. He's played a lot of football. So I think for him to be a stabilizing force in the secondary is going to be important. 
I agree. So that's I why agree. he made my list. Quentin Newsom what literally would have been. I mean, when I made my list, I expanded it out to ten initially, and he was sixth. I wanted to put him yeah. over Teddy P just because Teddy P's only played, you know, eight games over the last two years. But I just six, six nine three hundred and fifteen pounds is harder to replace than a DB that you know. What I mean, right. like a DB is more replaceable uh, than. Teddy Pino ass. Teddy Pino motherfucking ass down. <laughs> okay, uh, number four, I put my my main man Billy Kemp. Billy, Billy Kemp. Billy, you stupid. Billy, Billy Kemp. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Kemp. Wide receiver depth, legit weapons on the perimeter was a concern of mine and has been a concern of mine. Without with Trey Palmer gone, who I just like, I miss him more oh, each I day. I know. I love that guy. A uh, couple of things with Kemp I want to throw at you. So, here his stats at Virginia, 192 catches in four years. 192 catches, 1,774 yards. Fourth all-time in, Virgi- in Virginia history in career receptions. Tenth in career receiving yards. He also led Virginia in punt return yards for four straight years. He had 369 punt return yards at Virginia. And I think he can help in the punt return game a ton. Uh, I guess any reaction before I throw some like inch, some, I don't know pseudo concerning stats. Uh, my, or, so my reaction is I think you may have been on somewhat of the same uh, struggle with me. It's like I I didn't want to put him. I almost wanted to put first down. any receiver do well. Right. Any you know a few of the position groups. I just wanted to say like somebody in this position group needs to be good. <laughs> Like we don't have, to my understanding, like a receiver out there right now. No, I think other than maybe him, that's like caught a couple of like it's him and Washington. Washington's hands hurt, right? And then Garcia Castaneda is back, and but no, but like exactly, Billy can't, but he hasn't played it down for us. So like, it's it was hard for me to put him because like I haven't seen him. I saw him in the spring game for a second, and and he looked good. You know, it's fine, but yeah, you're probably right in the sense of like. It's kind of all on his shoulders at this point. Fleeks, Fleeks showed up like he's like, I've been eating cheeseburgers all summer. Uh, you said run sprints. I thought you said eat cheeseburgers. Oh, you said work out. I thought you said don't work out. Oh, whoop. You said eat healthy. I thought you said eat unhealthy. Oh. That was, that was Fleeks. That was my bad miscommunication. I mean, how did, Fle- did Fleeks, I mean, how, how overweight did Fleeks show up? So much that he couldn't participate. I mean, that's... I don't know how that's possible. How does that happen? I don't know. Did you ever have anybody at camp show up like, damn, dog, you've been a De Leon's getting well, your... Usually it's the guys like they're 300 and then they're 340 when they come. And it's like, well, yeah, they're a big guy. They like... Yeah. They love food. Right. But Fleeks must love food too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty rare to see a skill guy or even a defensive back come in way overweight. Overweight. I think if you're like, okay, he's a sixth-year guy. So it's like, you know how things work. Right. It's like if you're a sixth-year transfer and you come in and you can't practice because you're too overweight, don't you just go like, maybe you should just it's just be done. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Like, <laughs> seriously, though, that's, I mean, but but it's. it's maybe it's something more. Med- I just, I'm no, joking. No, but, but it speaks to your larger point that, like, I had to have a receiver. I had to have a, like, when you say, like. There are position groups where you go, somebody's got to be good from this group. To me, my first, like someone on the offensive line has to be good. And to me, someone at the wide receiver yes. spot has to be good. I chose Teddy P because I love saying Teddy Penuess down. 
and he's got the highest upside. And I chose Billy Kemp because he's the most proven yeah. dude. Yeah. And so that's right. It's right I, though. He's the most proven. But yeah, I mean that's that position scares me. Scares me big time. It's making me feel a little bit like 2019, where we had Wandale. We couldn't really get him the ball. He was hurt most of the year, and with him out, it was like Cade Warner and no one else. It was like Cade, Cade Warner, Warner was, Wyatt Lever. Uh, oh man, it was just yeah. It was a we we didn't scare anybody. No, ever. We couldn't get open. We couldn't catch the ball. We didn't scare anybody. It was a long year at wide receiver, that 2019. It's making me feel a little bit like we're trending towards that. I mean, we know first down can can catch and he can play. Kemp has proven some. <laughs> but, like, put it all together. We're hoping for a couple first down. I think I got to pull it up just to make sure. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm, like, 90% sure that <laughs> my cousin Scott texts me during – the spring game that he couldn't stop laughing at. Uh, oh, he goes behind what this is the April 22nd day of the spring game at 3:47 p.m. My cousin Scott says, "Watching the spring game can't unsee Washington point <laughs> first every time." <laughs> can't. It's. I feel bad. I every time. every time I see him, I go here it comes and he does. It, it's like clockwork. And kinda, needs now, I, now I'm like, I used to be like, come on. Now I want him to do it after every well, catch. Yeah. Now, yeah. now I'm all in it. But here's a couple of, couple of concerning stats to throw at you, Rosillo. According to his... So, I, I keep on thinking of we... Like, we. Good God. Nebraska needs a big play guy. Yes. I don't think he's that guy. He's more of a, a possession, like, Westerkamp type guy than he is a big play guy. And his stats kind of suggest that. According to his, looking at his ESPN stat log, his longest catch of his career is 32 yards. Here are his yards, yards per catch average by year. 8.3, 9.6, 9.8, 7.3. So, not he's a got, lot he's of... He's got long limbs. I like it. He's got the long limbs. He, he does a pretty good job catching the ball. Um, but yeah, he never seems to take, he's not like a take the top off guy, No, but you know, we just do need some guys that can go get out there, catch the ball. Um, but to me, like, you know, we're talking wide receivers right now, Betts, Coleman, and one of these young fast guys, somebody's got to step up. Yeah. I have no idea. And when I mean this, I have no idea which of them is at all ready to be a real contributor, but somebody needs to. Right. And it's scary to me that there's not even whispers right now of like, Hey, did you see the young guy? He's really turned like somebody needs to turn heads. And I haven't heard any of those, those comments about any, like Col I was hoping Coleman was going to be the, you know, he's the right. The big he's recruit. a freak. Yeah. But you know, he's also a young guy. He's like, a freshman. It, it's, it's last so thing on, on uh, uh, Billy Kemp. Then I'll throw it to you for number four. He doesn't score a lot of touchdowns either. He's only has Eight career touchdowns. To put that into perspective, Palmer had nine last year. Westerkamp yeah. had 18 for his career. And Samari Ture had five touchdowns in his one season at Nebraska. So just to, I mean, not that eight. this matters. And how eight. much did he play at Texas? Did he get two full years where he actually played? At, Kemp at Virginia played. Uh, oh, you're talking about Kemp. Kemp, yes. I'm talking about Kemp. Well, Kemp had like. He had three full years at Virginia. Yes. So I'm yeah. saying he doesn't, it's not a lot of touchdowns. He, he's a small, if you see him, yeah. he's a small stature guy. Right. I think he's a guy that gets open, catches the ball. 
I don't know how dangerous he is. I mean, I guess he can return punts though, so he's got to have some kind of some wiggle to him or whatever. Yeah, but, but I don't know. I just, you know, but it's also those guys in the red zone. Like, you're not always going to those guys. You're not going to your. I mean, how tall is Billy Kemp? It's like five eight. Yeah, you're not going to your five eight dude in the red zone most yeah. of the time. So, okay, that's my number four. Who's your number four? We went a long time on number four. That was a long. Number my bad. Four. I gotta keep. Um, I went with Luke. Oh, Luke's on my list. You going Luke? I what'd went you, Luke Reimer. He's our he's our splash player on defense. Yep. He's our veteran. He's played a ton of football. We love Luke. Um, he's a staple. He's just got to be himself at his best this year. That defense needs needs stability. New coordinator. He's going to have to be good. He's going to have to do more mentally for that defense maybe than ever because he's going to have to probably – you know, it's just hard when you haven't had a couple of years in the system. He's going to be learning something new, and he's got to make sure that his teammates are kind of doing what they're supposed to be doing too. So Did he's got to take on that role. Is he pretty team. smart? Yeah, I think so. Because I don't. Sometimes I don't. Really, you know, how certain guys are like they they get by because of their instincts are so good. And yeah. some, some that's important. I mean, you, all great players got to have that. But there does hit a point, especially with a new defense, that your instinct your your instincts have to be where your knowledge of everything is at too yeah he's so to me he's played a ton of football he he knows what he's doing like he, that's not even going to be an issue at all for him he'll be able to pick it up but like i think he needs to like affect his teammates he's gonna have to make those plays to change games because they're gonna they're gonna need playmakers i i we're looking around that defense like look hard like who's gonna make the plays right kind of got to be him like right. he's got to be one of the two or three guys that make plays um, you know, our boy Henrich, Henrich is going to be there. He'll be another stabilizing force. He's not as much of a playmaker as Luke, though. Luke's the, the sure. playmaker. So um, I think he's going to be very important to stay healthy and be be at that old Luke form. Do, do you have a feel? Do you have a good enough feel for the 335 to know how he'll fit in the 335? No. Okay, because I don't really. Yeah, but now, I've always felt like he's got the speed and. The, the makeup to be a pretty good guy that you blitz, and I get the sense that there's a lot of things you can do to be aggressive that he could be good in that regard. But a couple other notes on Luke. I mean, he, I mean, 104, 194 tackles the last two years. I mean, he's leading returning tackler. Yep. Uh, yeah, I, I think any list I, – I don't know how you do this list and don't have him on it. I really yeah. don't. And I feel bad. I, le I left Henrich off, but, like, I felt like I had to sp spread out the position groups Agreed. a little bit. Cause and he's coming off an injury. Yeah, Henry's you know? just coming off the injury. He'll he'll be a stabilizing force. He'll be he's very important for the culture of that team. He's a great culture guy. Oh, yes. Um, and they'll fit those two on the field. And I, I do think Luke, this defense lets you run. They just mm -hmm. see it, go get it, and he'll be great he'll at it. He'll be that. great at it. So that's what that's what Luke does well. At number three, I got our boy Jason Peter Jr., Ty Robinson. Oh, sir. Uh he'll be coming up with me shortly. See, that's a, Luke's coming up for me. But Ty now, I couldn't have warmed my heart. I almost wanted to record it and send it to you. The BT and Bus Tour came, and they watched practice and interviewed some people. They interviewed Ty Robinson. And during the interview, he literally he shouted out Jason Peter that <laughs> Jason has done a great job of teaching him the culture of a black shirt and his legacy and how to work and lead. And I just was like, this is, I this is saw, what I want to hear. I saw it written out on some something. Some... I just, it's what I wanted to hear. I just, okay, like we said, where someone's got to be good from the O-line. 
Someone's got to be good from the wide receivers. I then with the third position group would be the D line. And to me, he's the most likely candidate. He's played 35 total games, 68 total tackles, 10 TFLs. He's got four sacks. That, that group to me is a big question mark. I'm concerned about that group. And I think Ty Robinson, who I've never been wowed by yet, needs to wow us this year. Yeah, he is a specimen, though. He's a yeah. big human. He is a real presence. Um, for whatever reason, yeah, I just I think my expectations for him are pretty high. Yeah, maybe that's and, it. I don't... And he's been a solid player, but never um, a dominant player. And I'm waiting for him to switch that little last gear. Whatever that little thing is that you start dominating, he's capable of it. So right. we don't even talk about that with everybody. We just hope some people play solid. Mm-hmm. We want him to be dominant. That's a that's a way to put it with him. That's good. Like yeah, and like just next year because he's find he's it. been fine. You know, it's yeah. not like you can be like, but there's there's just that he needs to go to that next level. Yeah, I I still like it comes back. Remember that Purdue game, like one on one with Aiden, Aiden O'Connell. O'Connell, make the play, like. Right dominate you know like there's been a couple of those where i just want to see him uh just let the instincts rip like whatever you got in there i want to see it all and i don't think i've seen it all yes and that maybe that's not fair but i to me it's like it's almost a compliment like i see more in some people than others i think some people are like they are kind of what they are um i've always felt like he's had he's got more totally agree totally agree but i just Totally agree with all that. That's a good way of putting it. Just struggle to see how at the end of the year, if we're sitting here going, man, Ty Robinson kind of had another eh, year. If that if that happens, I'm concerned with with the defense. But I, he's going to be our best defensive lineman. That's what I that, think. Mark my words. Yeah. He will be our best defensive lineman. So if he's meh. Yeah. That's not good. good. That's, a bad That's a bad sign. sign. Yeah. Who, who you got at number three? Teddy Penuas. Teddy Penuas now. So. Shouts out to him. Yeah. Uh, any other missed thoughts on Teddy Penuas down? No, I hope health. I do hope health. that yeah, it's health. I was just gonna sure. you took the words in my mouth. I do get worried. Injuries attract other injuries, and especially when big guys start to get banged up, they can really start to fall apart. I hope that's not the case here, because man, if you're he, right, like yeah. when he in 2021 when he went when he slid into the starting lineup, that was the best Nebraska played. Yeah. We, we, yeah, we, we started, we had some moments where we started to look really good. Um, yeah, I mean, that was the, that, then that was the stretch of, huh, you know, we, we, uh, started our, oh God. our 1.3.6 point loss streak or whatever. Um, but we were looking, we looked right. Yeah. Couldn't win the games. We looked right. So I, I don't think we can afford to lose him. And, you know, him, Cochran, Scott in the middle, like, if we want to be a real team, we need all three. We need For all sure. three of those guys Because you could have picked, and we'll get into that, the honorable mention. Like, I had all those guys on honorable mention. You could have picked a lot of different linemen. Yeah. But you and I both got Teddy P. Uh, yeah. At number two. Two, I'm Robinson, so so skip yeah, me. Yeah, so and yep. at two, I'm Reimer. You're Reimer, okay. So, and then, so, because to me, like, the, like at least on paper, Luke Reimer's the best player and most important player on defense right now. Would you agree with that? I had Robinson ahead of him. So I, oh, I think okay. Robinson's more important than Luke 
just because. Okay, let me back that up because duh, because that would have been your you had it on your the order of your list. But yeah. do you think he's the best player in the defense? The best. Ooh, uh, Reimer's probably the best player on the who, defense. Who who would be nipping at his heels? Newsom. Newsom or Ty. Yeah. I mean, those are the three best, and, yeah. and that's why they're there. They're the best players at each level, and I put Ty above Luke simply because I think Luke may be better overall, but Ty is more important because we just don't have any other options on the D line. Like no. if he can't be in, he's going to be in the middle there clogging things up, wrecking shop. That makes all the difference for guys like Luke. Right. Where, I mean, it's not like Luke's re- replaceable quote unquote. It's just like the bigger, the monster, the harder it is to replace. For sure. That's why I have Teddy and, and Ty above these guys. Cause like, they're just, these human beings that you don't, you can't reproduce. Yeah. They're I will huge. say Ty, Ty was way bigger because he didn't have his, he was sitting down and didn't have his shoulder pads on and he was sitting like, he's a big dude. I was impressed huge. with this guy. These are huge guys. Yes. Okay. So at number one, obviously we're both going to have Jeff Sims, right? Yes. Okay. Um, I mean, it, it goes without saying if he struggles, the season's going to be a struggle. 41 touchdowns for his career so far, 30 passing, 11 rushing. He does have, I, I heard this note from Dave Revson on BTN, and I've talked about this, the 31 turnovers for his career, 23 interceptions, eight fumbles. The 31 turnovers is the most turnovers per game of any active FBS player who's played at least 15 games. Woo. So that better get tightened up. That's also um, where my faith in Matt Rule um, which is growing by the day. Yes, it is. I think Matt Rule, in my mind, seemingly is the kind of person that really will get on will get on about that stuff. He'll get right. him thinking about it. Um, not that like that's the only thing that matters because Sims has some tendencies. Turn he's, he throws the ball away. He doesn't mm-hmm. he doesn't protect it well enough. That stat tells you right there. The person that gives it away gives it away. So, rules got his hands, you know, his work cut out for him. I mean, and uh, but Sims, you know, that doesn't mean Sims can't improve on it. He definitely can. Quarterbacks right. can make pretty impressive jumps in that department, but they really have to emphasize it. Yeah, I the. It, I made this point on my last pod. It's bizarre how somehow Nebraska has been a magnet for turnover-prone quarterbacks. It's just interesting, and, and Sims at least comes with that a little bit of that reputation. Uh, but our boy Matt Mullen said he Mullen went to Fan Day and saw Jeff Sims and said he's just a freak of nature. And you, that's one thing that's you got to be excited about is we have a quarterback that is legitimately big and athletic. Yeah. You know, a stature, like a guy that you go, that's a linebacker. It's a six, yeah, it was Jerry DiNardo said when he tucks it and runs, he looks like a big tailback. I mean, he's 6'4", 225, 230, and well put together. Um, I don't think I know the answer to this question. I wrote this down, though. What's a good, like, what's a good day for him? A good stat line for him? Like, is he rushing for 80 and... I think so. I okay. think that like that seventy to ninety yards rushing a game, um, with that for two hundred, ain't taking care of the ball. Right. I think we do that. That's winning football. Right. That means that he's keeping people off balance with his running with his feet. It means he's scrambling and in, in keeping drives alive. 
Um, we're moving the ball. 200 says 300 yards. Three to, I mean, basically, then the running backs on top of that. So you think if he's doing 270 yards himself, the running backs are putting another 100 up roughly. That, if you're doing that well, almost 400 yards, and you're running the clock, taking care of the ball. So if, if you gave me that stat line, 207 yards, 70 to 90 yards rushing, and low turnovers, I think that's a success for us to win more games. I agree. I, I'm so – I mean, it's now – had a bunch of new quarterbacks here for a while. Like I just, I don't know. There, there's a version of the season where he's really good. And there's also a version of the season where he struggles. Um, I thought it was good to hear that rule talked about how Chubba Purdy has had a good camp and that Chubba has, had has slown down. He goes, Chubba doesn't have happy feet where oh you, God. I think you made the point when I picture like right now, everybody listening, just picture Chubba Purdy playing football. What I'm picturing is someone vacating the pocket and just running around running for his life every, every single play. play there's no pocket <laughs> it's drop back and it's run Fail. and it's either throwing the run or you know that guy was running more like i mean he never stopped scrambling that's all i can remember from him. yes and that's what i decided it was interesting that was really goes he slowed down i've got him you know he's done a better job because i think the guy's got some talent there's uh, no doubt he's got some talent. I mean, his brother is freaking the NFL guy. Like, right. there, there's talent in the family. It's just, yeah, he he was just like all over the place. It was like uncomfortable. Like, remember he even had those drives where he got like a bunch of first downs, but it was like it's like he scrambles every chaos. play. Yeah, it just felt uncomfortable. No. Okay, so you, I have Teddy Penuas down at number five. Number four, Billy Kemp. Number three, Ty Robinson. Number two, Luke Reimer. Number one, Jeff Sims. You had number five, Quentin Newsom. Number four, Luke Reimer. Number three was was Teddy Peno ass down. Number two was Ty Robinson, and number one was Jeff Sims. Yeah, and my I actually wrote this as my honorable mention was whoever QB two is because yeah. I, I Sims they're gonna run him. I think they're gonna run him. I do too. I think he's gonna run a lot, and you know how this goes: new coach, new quarterbacks. Um, the likelihood with a new system, new line that that quarterback makes it a whole season. Well, Bo, I'm trying to really rack my brain here. Over the course of the last 10, 12 years, how many seasons has maybe even go beyond that? That has Nebraska gone an entire year without their second or third string quarterback starting a game? Um, did Adrian ever make it a full season? I don't think so. In 20... I mean, his freshman year, no. He got hurt the first game. Uh, I think his second year, I thought at some point Vedral was playing. Yeah, the, the third year he got wired shut. Remember the 21 yeah. year that we lost all those close games? Michigan State. And and so he shut it down at the end of the year. And, uh, oh, the last two games he shut it down. Yeah. yeah. Um, yep, so that's when uh, our boy... Uh, God, what's his name? It's been a long offseason. I mean, that's it. What's his name? <laughs> Matt Terman. <laughs> Matt Terman. Yeah, that's it, though. Uh, oh, come on. We know. We know his name. Logan Smothers. Jay Smothers no, Brothers. Smothers. There we go. Yeah. Um, but no, I get, but your point's well taken in that, like, there's, it stands to reason, and history tells us that probably Harburg or Chubba, there's a better chance than not that they're going to have to play or start a game. So, yes. So, yeah. So I would, I, I put down quarterback two. Uh, I mean, I think whoever – I felt Ben Scott maybe need to get some love. Uh, 
Mr. First Down himself, Marcus Washington. I didn't I, I wrote down the running backs, but like knew that like Grant and Irvin both kind of like cancel each other out. Yeah. Uh I wrote down the polar bear just because he got mentioned by Rule the other day, and that got me excited about him. MJ Sherman, I wrote down Henrich. Uh, MJ Sherman, I wrote down. And then, uh, you know, one of Hartzog or Isaac Gifford. I think Isaac Gifford's going to have, now with Farmer yeah. gone, I think Isaac's going to have to. he's moving back to yes. full-time safety, which will, I think that will, like I said, he'll bring stability. He'll, right. he'll, he's a solid player. I mean, he will be, he will help. Uh because also Rule mentioned with Gifford, he said, I got guys that can control the temperature of a room. He goes, I got Isaac Gifford. And like, oh, that was the yeah. first name he threw out there. I'm like, okay. I'm like reading too much into who he throws out there and uh, you know doing things accordingly. So there you go. Five most important Huskers. Uh, I who, don't know. Like, who are we most that, concerned about? I think wide receiver is my number one. Like, I feel not good about wide receiver. Yeah. Got my position group I'm most concerned about. O line still feels O line. I mean, honestly, between O line, D line, and wide receiver, if I had to rank those three, then I'm from most concerned to still really concerned, but not as concerned with <laughs> the other two. <laughs> uh, damn, I'm, I almost would go D line, O line, wide receiver. D line most concerned. I'm concerned about that. I tell you, it's important, and I yeah, I don't know. I mean, Gunnarsson, Gunnarsson's one of those guys kind of looks the part. Uh, do you know who also looks the part who? that that is super young and we should probably slow our roll? Is that uh, Van Poppel? Is it Riley Van yeah. Poppel? Yep. He's one of those like man child freshmen that like looks like a junior. You know, he really right. does. So it's like Van Poppel, Wallen, uh, MJ Sherman, and Judy like. Polar Bear, Ty Robinson, like who? Somebody's got to be good. Somebody's Somebody, got to pop. I guess you need three, and then the other backups have to be just barely serviceable. But what's weird though is I would say now that we've completed this task, upon review, it was hard. But like we had the same guys. We ended much. up having the same dude. The only other you had Newsom. So who did? I had Newsom and Newsom and, and I had Kemp. That was the Kemp. only difference. Yep. And Kemp and I sort of got Newsom was my sixth guy. It's but it's pretty obvious. Like I mean. Yeah. Well, I guess I shouldn't say it's obvious. It's uh Well, the, I would say the pool of players, uh, the, I think you're pulling from about 10 dudes. 10 11 yeah. guys at the most are going to make 90% I'd say of people's list. There's listen. four o- obvious, the four obvious. Yeah. And then there's six that you could be like, eh. "Yeah, cuz I didn't feel good about Teddy P." Yeah. Just cuz of the injuries. I threw Billy Kemp in there just cuz I don't know. I'm like I always become be get man crushes on guys, and Billy Kemp's my guy. We need Billy. We need him. All right. Speaking of, I'm going to go call Billy Kemp real quick. Okay. Right, Billy. I'm going to go take him to dinner. <laughs> A Herd at Sports Network production.